Where's the love? Right here on this podcast. Welcome, Welcome to, love to Love Drop, 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 Drop. where your host and One Love Ambassadors, Charles and Diane, will share love, hope, and inspirational topics taken from their journey and world events. We will also include on-location recordings and special pop-up guests from cool places all around the world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm going with the flow. That sounds great. But when you pause and really consider that statement, are you really going with the flow or are you going with controlling that flow? No, that's something to ponder. And as you ponder that, let's jump into the episode, Allowing the Flow. Hello, this is Diane. And yes, going with the flow does sound really nice and warm and fuzzy. And I like to use that phrase often in my life. However, you do have a point there, Charles. A lot of times I am trying to control the flow. If the flow is not really what I anticipated, I feel like, hey, let me just move it this away. But with allowing that flow, it has allowed me to surrender to the flow more. For instance, this morning, I was going to finish a book that I was reading, and I got so excited and so motivated to just hurry up and do it that I felt myself saying, put the book down for now. You come back to it because I would probably miss a lot because I wasn't flowing with it. I was trying to control it and get to an end point. With that said... Becky, join in. Hi, Diane and Woody. It's so good to see both of you. I am so happy to be here with the Love Drop podcast. I wanted to introduce myself first. My name is Becky, spelled B-E-K-I, Crowell. I am a vibrational healer and soul artist. I paint from the soul. I paint soul portraits. I tap into the Akashic records of the divine and receive the essence of that being and create images for them. I work with flower essences and and Reiki energy healing. So this is my passion and I'm so happy to be here to be able to share some of that. I also wrote the book that Diane was talking about called Bare Beauty. <laughs> and the reason why she was uh, motivated to finish is so that you could be done before today, before we actually talked. But I think that this subject of allowing the flow is such a beautiful place to begin this conversation. So I'm looking forward to this exchange. Yes, Becky. Yes. Allowing the flow. And I am excited about the conversation. And I just want to kind of start it off with a quote from your book. And I think that this quote sums up you and I, and just your entire family, because truly Charles and I flowed into Mm -hmm. your family just on time. I'm so happy that we 
went with the flow on that one. I'm so happy that we allow ourselves to be placed. Yes. And speaking of the flow, how we flowed into your family of all places in the world, where were we but at the ocean? At the ocean. <laughs> at the ocean. Yeah, yes. so the, the flow was there. For sure. Yeah, that's great. Holly Beach, Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> yes, it was. Yep. Yes. yes, it was. So at the ocean, when Charles and I met your mom first, and she says, oh, my daughter's walking the beach. She'll be right up. And when you walked up, it was like something deep inside of me knew mm. something deep inside of you. And the same was true for your mom. So mm -hmm. from your book, I'm going to just read this quote, which sums up just who and what we are in the flow of things. It was like a homecoming, but beyond our recognition of this life experience, it felt like we had reconnected from lifetimes of knowing. Mm. I feel like that is so fluid what the flow is all about. The flow is fluid, seamless, and it just connects things. The flow connects things, it redirects, and it positions places and people exactly where they need to be at exactly the right time. Yes. On that note, the right time, Diane met you and Elena years before we met again. Now, how ironic is that? At your store years ago. Uh, right, Utopia. Yes. Yeah, exactly right. Who would have thought after all those years, the flow would continue to go? I like that. Right. Or would continue to go. And it I did. love that. I yeah. love that. And what a, and I agree with all of that. I also felt that sense of connection and knowing. And it's interesting that you chose that particular quote from my entire book to start with, because it's really about knowing that word knowing is, a, I think, a very important part of this idea of allowing the flow. This is a new epiphany for me that I'm kind of exploring right now is that when we really are coming from a place of deep knowing, we are moving beyond the place of knowledge, of information, of belief systems of truth, you know, on my personal truth. And we're tapping into a field that feels like, to me, that flow. It's a divine flow. It's an energy field in which we have access to a much broader form of awareness. And it takes us outside of that more Newtonian, like linear way of thinking and opens up to a different kind of flow, an expansive flow. So this idea of allowing the yeah. flow, I want to just kind of tap into that word too. That's a really important word for me, allowing, because that, what does that connotate? Surrender, opening, trusting, having faith, right? And that's how I access knowing. It's that knowing. And that's not something that you can kind of figure it out from your critical mind. It's not like, okay, well, I know this person from this place or that place. It's right. the knowing that we had with each other when we met was a deeper knowing. Yes, I, I so agree. And to circle back on what you said, just 
that knowing it's a soul awakening and connection because mm -hmm. when I saw you, I knew you, but not immediately did I know where I knew you from. And as we talked about utopia more and more, and as I saw pictures uh, at your mom's place, things began to fall in place and come back together. A lot of times people get the wrong ideal about allowing the flow. They feel like it's some type of laissez-faire thing where you just, oh, go with mm -hmm. it. Oh, just flighty, mm -hmm. flighty, fly. Oh, <laughs> but it's not. When you really think about it, allowing the flow requires for you to be mindful, intentional, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. present. Present. That's the key present. word, is it requires intense presence and intention as well, right? Yeah. Allowing is actually for humans, I think one of the hardest things for us to do Absolutely. is to really be in a full state of allowing. One of the metaphors that I use pretty consistently within my book, Bare Beauty, My Journey of Awakening, is the metaphor of childbirth and those contractions when you're moving through a labor and we could use this as a metaphor for life labors, life challenges. Mm -hmm. When we're moving through a labor, um, there are contractions and contractions we think of as painful. They're painful sensations. Like they, they, they can be gripping, but, but contractions are actually a way to propel life forward. It's the mechanism by which new birth and new life arises. And so the allowing is the most important part I think for a birthing mother or the birthing person, whoever's birthing their new self in that moment yes. is to surrender, to allow, to release resistance, to allow that flow to happen so that that experience can be less painful. Yeah. The allowing yeah. allows for less pain. I feel when we resist, when we control, when we need, when we're attached to the outcome, <laughs> And it's just, that's adding contraction to contraction. Yes. So, so I think allowing is a, a powerful, it's not always easy. It's not always easy to do. No, no. No, this is definitely true. When we just allow the flow to go and we go with it, but with an open mind, we know the direction of the flow. Mm -hmm. At times we can't control that, but if we're aware of that, it brings us into the flow because of right. the awareness right awareness <clears throat> and awareness. i think if you think of those points in your life where you feel that kind of intense you know you're you're dealing with an intense challenge mm -hmm. if we can sit with that and breathe through it and notice ourselves this idea of mindfulness mindfully saying okay i'm going to allow myself it's not about choosing to go in a direction that feels scary or uncomfortable to you it's about allowing a greater resource of knowing to guide this process. Yeah. I am not controlling it, but there is something larger than me that I have access to, whether you call it God, source energy, whether you call it the divine, whether you call it your own higher self or your soul, that right. all of that we have access to. And until we open up to that place of allowing, we don't have access to it. Exactly. And we're cutting you know, ourselves off from it. Yes. And I was going to jump in and circle back. Charles was in the hospital and that's just a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. 
but allowing the flow to bring us to our family because you guys are a family now, just mm-hmm. really. And allowing for that, allowed for that moment when I sat with you in a session and you were talking with me and our connection was already flowing to the point where you said, okay, how are you feeling? And before I could answer, you knew me well enough to say, and don't say that you are good. I want you to really just sit with what I'm asking you and tell me how you are feeling. And that allowing flow allowed for me to feel safe enough to just be transparent with you. And in doing so, we we did the work that just kind of took me to a place of release where I mm-hmm. could release that pain, where I could release that heaviness, where I could release that need to feel strong. Mm-hmm. When we surrender and just allow for it, you can just let it flow off of you. It's like, I don't have to be strong in the flow. I just have to surrender to it and know that where I need it to go, I'll get there. And well, so think, of, think about the flow as like to be able, this idea of strength is if we're in our human, like conditioned mind place, the idea of strength is very different from the strength that comes from feeling of allowing, of moving in the flow. And it's, that's true strength. That's a true kind of strength where you're being guided each moment, moment to moment. It's not some concept or construct. It is a responsiveness to the universe. that happens. So I think one of the things in my practice, my healing practice that I often say to people is one of the hardest things for someone to do is to really allow themselves to feel their feelings. And, you know, I think about flow as water and emotion, right? That movement. And if you allow yourself to feel it, now you can shift into a place where we have access to that kind of strength and that power. And the feeling, what most people do is they either suppress yeah they just felt like I was a basket case through it all my rafter my life preserver was hope and Mm -hmm. so I held on to my hope and I went with the flow of whatever the feelings were and there were many Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes I I can contest to that and then as Diane was uh sharing with us I had a flashback to things that I was holding on to from years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was stifling my growth. I was holding myself back until I released. And then I was asking myself, why was I holding on to that? Yes. <laughs> why? It, you know, it, it, it was like weighing me down. Diane and I, we talk about drag-ons. Yeah. And the more you're dragging on, it's weighing you down. And that's what I went, so I had to cut it loose. And I said, wow, why was I holding on to that? Good yeah. question. Why do we hold on yes. to these, either these feelings or these stories or these beliefs? It, it's like really a good inquiry, right? Like mm-hmm. to look at that. Why am I holding on to this? And if we do that before it's been 30 years worth of it, mm-hmm. then we can be released and realize that really... 
soon as we become aware of it, you have that question that you just said, Charles, is, is why yeah. am I holding? Why am, why I, am holding? I holding on? You know, yeah, it doesn't not, make any sense. No, and it's not serving a purpose. Exactly. It's not serving exactly. a purpose. Really quick, I'm going to say that when you allow for flow, it not only directs and takes you where you need to go, but it also purges things off of you. I would love if it's okay with you to share kind of the work that I do and how that ties into what you're talking about. Absolutely. Flow with it, Becky. Yeah. So let me flow with that. So, <laughs> so I'm sitting here in my studio, which is my healing space for my clients, as well as where I create artwork. And I'm thinking about how when I am in a session, I call them soul sessions with my clients, that over the years of doing this work that I have learn to really trust the knowing that flows into me when I become really present in the moment so that I can support my clients in their journey of awakening. And so what I do is I access what's called the Akashic field, the Akashic records of my client's soul. And it's basically there for the, those of you who don't know, a lot of people don't know what that is. It's their soul's journey in all time and space that I'm able to tap into. And I can't know all that information all at once. I have to just be open to receive what it is that that person needs to hear that will be most beneficial for them in that given moment, right? You don't want all that information all at once. Right. So it's it's a kind of a, a powerful cultivation of mm-hmm. that ability to trust, to open up, to allow, and then to really receive that kind of download of knowing and then offer it to the person in a way that they can receive it and understand it in their yes. language, right? Yes. And so so that's a really big part and of what I do that is I'm super passionate about. And and I love the way that it helps to guide not only myself and my own kind of personal journey through writing, but also my clients. And then I have these flower essences that I work with that are just a beautiful form of energy healing that are gentle and, and I call them the humble healers because, (laughs) but they're so powerful because when you, you take them internally, it's not, it's actually an energy medicine that's similar to homeopathy. And I create personal blends for my clients so that they can, based on what comes through in the session, I'll receive some insights on which flower essences will be best for them to support them. And they can work on anything from fear of feeling you know, feeling like you need to be in control all the time, perfectionism, mm-hmm. being really hard on yourself or, you know, forms of depression and anxiety, but not just depression and anxiety, but what's causing that. So we get to the root cause and find the flower essences that can work on that. And that begins to work on them when they leave the studio all of the things that come through in the session are integrated and a part of that that energy healing work. And of course, the Reiki, which is a form of hands-on healing is also integrated in that. And more recently I've been, I've been receiving light language, which is a form of sound healing. And this is a powerful kind of energetic. It goes beyond the critical mind that Mm -hmm. needs to understand things kind of critically. And that begins to kind of shift patternings in that person. And what's so relevant for our conversation today 
is that all of this work, it's, it requires an intuitive yes. kind of just allowing myself to receive and to open up to that flow that isn't mine. It's coming from my client's guides, from the flower essence spirit, from the divine source of all that is kind of sending the healing energy through me that I can't try to control that and say, this person needs this. Right. I, and if I get in the way, then I'm, then I'm no longer in that flow and I can feel it right away. Oh, yeah. It's just, it, it doesn't flow. <laughs> yeah. So, and your clients can feel it as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'll feel it and I'll be like, okay, I just pause. I stop when I feel that kind of, you know, I'm trying to get in there with my own little opinions based on my own stories and my own experience and my own beliefs, which is fine. They work for me to some degree. Um, but then I access to that greater dimension and I can feel the difference. I can just feel like I shift into that. It's kind of like swimming upstream versus yeah. just floating right. down that stream and letting the river carry you into the ocean of truth, of divine truth, of yes. infinite truth, of infinite yes. love, of unconditional love. So this is my passion. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, something that I don't only share in the studio, but it's a kind of the part of the way that I live my life. And I'm so grateful to have been able to share that, you know, in the journey that Charles Woody, I don't know which one to yeah, call you. Yeah. I'll answer. This, this incredible journey of the most intense contraction during his process. We were a part of that time just before he went into the hospital and, and watching the two of you, watching Diane navigate that world and holding space. Even when you're not speaking, you can hold that knowing and that flow and that allowing yes. for other people mm -hmm. and and then watching you come out of it and you know being at my mom's house and you know that process of healing and that journey it's been such an honor to be a part of this intense time of your life because I know that even though it was probably that one of the very hardest things you've ever experienced in your For life sure. it, yes. it is also like that contraction that brings forth the most powerful evolution and expansion of not just yes. you guys but the whole yeah that you are For part sure. of that you are one with for just anyone that's listening and you want to put a negative label or judgment on what you just heard Becky express, you know, as her passion and what she is doing, I say to you, don't. Because I have personally experienced sessions with Becky and they have been amazing, life-changing, and just really uh, transformational for me. I have experienced sessions with spiritual uh, guides and, and ministers and things like that. And to be honest, no difference in the breakthroughs and transformations. It brought me from a place that I was to a place that I needed to be. And it was just a beautiful vehicle. The, the sessions that I've had with Becky. And not only that, when she made up a flower a remedy for me, it was entitled Allowing the Flow. Uh -huh. so that was the last remedy. And so, uh -huh. and with that, you just, you spray it. And like she said, it, it's energy. 
and you can feel it. It starts in your mind though. You have to allow for it to make the changes. If you resist, you know, just feel some different things because you're fighting it. But if you allow for it, it will work for you. It worked for me. It worked for a very anxious Charles Woody when he was in the hospital. Becky says, mm -hmm. You know, when we were getting near to the coming home, she says, just get some rescue remedy. And I did. And I noticed the difference mm -hmm. immediately. I noticed. It's, yeah, it's powerful because the thing about, you know, I always use this example with the flower essences. If you stub your toe, you notice that toe. It's throbbing and you feel it. But when it gets better, you know, you don't really pay much attention to your toe. <laughs> You're not very aware of it. And so when we come into homeostasis, when we come into our natural state of alignment, which we are all naturally, you know, the flowers work on the emotional and mental realm, right? But they can mm -hmm. affect the physical, the physical body. But when we come into alignment, mm -hmm. we don't notice because we're meant to feel good. We're meant to feel aligned. This is our natural state. And so... The flower essences, I call them humble because often when you come into that state of, of alignment, you don't even realize that the flowers have been a part of that journey and kind of initiating it. Unless it's a very acute situation, like you're experiencing a lot of, you know, trauma or stress. Mm -hmm. And the rescue is amazing remedy for that. You can get that at, at the Whole Foods Earth Fair, whatever your health food store is, they have rescue remedy available. And it's, I think everybody should have that in their, in their purse, bag, medicine cabinet. I have some, yeah. <laughs> I sure do. For any emergency, any big fear stuff that, that comes up when you're feeling stress, if you're feeling traumatized, if you've had an accident, if you just, you know, have a fear of flying, it's helpful. But the mm -hmm. more intricate approach with the flower essences that I use is we just go in deeper and kind of find out some of those core issues and begin to shift those patterns. And that can take that can take a little bit more time with chronic patterns yeah, to find yeah. to see the shifts. But within a few weeks, things begin to change. Mm -hmm. And that is true. And that is yeah. so true. That is um, so Charles. True. Yes. And Becky, uh, you said something a, a while ago, just in our conversation about people wanting to control, being in control of mm -hmm. the flow, not realizing when those individuals are trying to control everything, they're draining their own energy and not growing. They're mm -hmm. so busy trying to control everything. They're not even controlling themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an illusion. These, <laughs> yes. All of these other things are coming up and taking control over them. Then when another one comes, they're trying to control it mm -hmm. and they're still remaining in the same position they were at. They, have to them, they can't do that and continue with their respective flow. Exactly. You know, they're holding themselves back. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm, I'm a nurse by profession. And so one of the things that we learn very early on in nursing is about rationales and reasoning and controlling <laughs> the situation, yeah, controlling yeah. the situation back. So if, but for chance that someone's listening and you're, you're in a space in life where you are having the need to feel like you have to control everything, when you start to unlearn those behaviors, it's a practice. You have to practice unlearning it to be judgmental. Because when you are judging and being judgy of a situation, of a person, of, of just something, you're not allowing 
for flow. Allowing for flow is surrender. You're, sur you're surrendering to the process. You're surrendering to where you're headed, where you're going. Unlearn and open yourself up to the possibilities. Becky, what inspiration would you like to share with our, our listeners about allowing the flow? Would you like to just drop as a love drop? Okay, let's see what drops in. <laughs> uh -huh. well, <laughs> when let I it am flow. in that place of allowing, let's see what drops in from the field of infinite possibility. I would say trust in your inner knowing to guide you. And when you feel resistance in yourself that says somehow you need to stay in control or that I cannot do this, or I am going to offend somebody, or I am not going to be safe, to just stop and go deeper beyond that surface belief system that holds us from to being in that place of knowing, to practice a sense of stillness and patience with yourself so that you can reach that place of expansive knowing using the tool of allowing as your way in your way into that. Oh, that is great. One other quick question. How would our listening audience best get in touch with you? I think the best way to find me is with my website, which is www.beckyart.com, spelled B-E-K-I art, A-R-T, beckyart.com. And you can find my email address on there. You can find out information about what I'm, what I'm up to, what I'm doing, what I'm offering in my sessions. Um, there's my artwork is on there as well, my bio. So you can find out more there. And I would love if anybody is interested in having a soul session or a soul portrait, I would love for you to reach out and we can talk about it some more. Um, and I'd love to share what I have to offer. I am passionate about this journey of awakening and often healing is that journey, it's that process, but make no mistake, we are awakening to our true self and we are coming into alignment with, with that beautiful divine being that we are. That's my passion. Wow. Wow. Hey. That yeah. is awesome, man. That flowed so well. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And I tell you what, and make no mistake. That just hit me right. That that just hit me right there. Make no mistake. Make no mistakes. We, we are, are remembering. Awakening. We are remembering mm -hmm. and are allowing for the flow. We are allowing yeah. for the flow. So my sister in love, thank you for taking the time to join us today and just share your gift of vibrant life a vibrant energy, a vibrant knowing with our mm. listeners. Yes, we thank you so much. You are such a wealth of knowledge. Uh, a wealth of knowing. <laughs> a wealth of knowing. And, and I want to thank both of you for giving me the opportunity to share myself with your community and to open up my my um, energy to include and encompass all of the people that love to be with and, and listen to you all and those who come to you. 
So thank you for for the experience with Love Drops podcast. <laughs> Charles and Diane, I love you both. I think you're wonderful. And I love what you're doing in the world and the way that you flow. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you for tuning in to the Love Drops podcast. Be sure to follow this podcast and share the love with everyone you know. Until next time, this is Charles and Diane signing off. One love.